What's happening, Psych Athletes? Welcome back to the Psych Athletes Podcast. It's Ryan, your host, and today we're talking about the science behind mental and mindfulness training, uh, how it works, and why understanding the science behind it is crucial to unlocking your peak potential. This episode's going to get a bit sciencey. I'm going to use a lot of big words, but it's going to be fun. It's going to kind of uh, make everything make sense for you, how meditation really works, how it affects your brain, how visualization works, how uh, goal setting and cognitive therapy works. You're going to understand it all, and you need to understand it so you can truly devote your time, energy, and effort towards mental training and start believing and have faith in the processes that I teach you guys. So that's what we're going to be talking about today. Make sure you guys leave us a review if you're listening on Apple Podcasts. Follow us on Instagram. Join the Facebook group where you can get our nine favorite mental drills to start unlocking your peak potential today. And message me on either Facebook or Instagram if you're interested in one-on-one mental training. I hope you guys enjoy the episode. And remember, leave a review on Apple Podcasts if that's where you're listening. What's going on, Psych Athletes? Welcome back to the Psych Athletes Podcast. It's Ryan, uh, your host, and we are back with another episode. Uh, I apologize for the delay. I believe it's been a week and a half since I last uploaded. I've, I've been on vacation uh, to the Northeast, where I am originally from, Massachusetts, where I was born and half-raised because I moved around the country a lot. But anyway, yeah, I was on vacation. And during my vacation, I kind of came to this realization that I haven't really told you guys the science behind mental training, okay, why it works and how it affects your performance. So that's what we're going to be talking about today, okay, because I've constantly been giving you guys tips techniques, drills that include meditation, visualization, goal setting, cognitive therapy, and basically everything imaginable when it comes to mindfulness training. But I've been a little bit vague, not purposefully, but I've been a little bit vague about the science behind it because I kind of assume like you guys are just going to trust me and believe everything that I say. So, um, but I failed you guys in that respect. Okay. I haven't told you why exactly these techniques work. Okay. And, uh, the scientific uh, explanation for mindfulness training, all right, how it rewires your brain, reorganizes it, Okay, opens up new pathways and new connections in your mind. Um, But that's what we're going to be talking about today. Okay, because in order to truly devote ourselves to mental training and performance, we have to understand not only how mindfulness training works, but the profound impact it can have on your well-being and performance. You guys need to believe that this stuff works in order for you guys to be really committed to it and, um, you know, feel that positive change uh, in your mindset. Okay, so first... I want to introduce this neuroscience term to you guys, um, which neuroscience is the study of the nervous system, focusing on the brain specifically. Uh, The term is neuroplasticity, okay? Um, Basically, throughout life, a process of constant adapting is taking place in the cerebral cortex, okay? And because our mental, intellectual, and physical activities affect both the number and the location of the connections between neurons, okay? This process of ongoing adaptation is called neuroplasticity and neuroplasticity is the is the way the conscious mind has a direct impact on our brain structure and function okay when we when we think about certain things all right we make connections in our mind and that affects the structure of it the biological structure we're physically shaping our mind uh with with our experiences with our thoughts and emotions and what we learn okay so Neuroplasticity, again, refers to our brain's ability to modify, change, and adapt both structure and function throughout life and in response to experience, all right? So our conscious mind, when we have a new thought, okay, or we practice meditating, 
All right, when we're practicing meditating, we're practicing the feeling of positive emotions, acceptance, and presence. And what that does is it kind of it kind of broadens the pathways for those feelings so it makes it easier to return to those things in the future. If you guys kind of see what I'm saying, this is a quote from Norman Deutsch, who's a, who's a famed neuroscientist, and he says that our thoughts can change the material structure of our brains at a microscopic level. Our thoughts, our conscious thoughts, okay? And because the brain is constantly adapting itself, so even talking therapy or imagination can change the physical you know, structure of our brains. All right, so our conscious thoughts, emotions, feelings have a profound impact on how our brain adapts and reorganizes, okay? So I'm gonna give you guys an example right here. Um, think about placebo. Okay, okay, so I'm gonna talk about placebo really quick and uh, psychotherapy. All right, and you guys are gonna get a, kind of get a gist of how exactly um, our conscious thoughts or our beliefs, thoughts, and emotions affect how our brain and body work. Okay, so several scientific studies have shown that the mind can influence or determine brain function to a considerable degree. In a study of cognitive behavioral therapy, and you guys might be uh, familiar with that because I've talked about it in the past, CBT, um, journaling, all right, going throughout our day and kind of rewiring our brain for positive thoughts and eliminating destructive thought patterns. So um, in a study of cognitive behavioral therapy and placebo treatment for depression, uh, studies in PET scans found a permanent change in activity distribution in certain regions of the brain. The brain scans of depressed patients receiving placebo treatment showed neurological improvement in certain parts of the brain that were identical to those seen in depressed patients receiving cognitive therapy or antidepressants. So basically, the, sleep, the, the placebo group uh, found that they, they experienced the same change, the same positive change as the ones who actually received cognitive behavioral therapy. Why is that? Because they believed or they trusted, or they had faith in that medication. So the, the body started to uh, reorganize and structure according to that belief, according to those thoughts. Okay, does that kind of sound familiar? We always act, think, and perform in accordance to what we believe to be true about ourselves. That rings true. It's a common theme throughout neuroscience and our bodies. So that's a little example right there. And that's indicative of our brain's ability to change, or our conscious mind's ability to change our brain function, or how our minds work. Okay, thus... Through mental training techniques like meditation, visualization, cognitive therapy, goal setting, journaling, bioenergetics, we can literally rewire the structure of our brain and how it functions. Okay, and the primary objective of practicing these techniques to, is to induce this neuroplasticity. Okay, to, to induce this, this adaptation and reorganization of, of, of neural pathways, okay, and synapses. Okay, essentially when we practice these techniques, we widen or broaden the neural pathways linked to the skill related to that certain technique, making it easier to access these skills naturally during games, practices, competitions, or even life in general. So again, meditation. When we practice meditation, we sit there and we engage in mindfulness training, we're reorganizing and we're rewiring our neural pathways and broadening them so we're better we're we're more easily able to access those feelings during games and competitions because they're familiar with us, because they're from, we're familiar with them, okay, and we've been practicing them for a long time. All right, so if you've been struggling, this is a lot to do with negative self-fulfilling cycles. When we've been struggling for a long time, uh, we've had a lot of mental struggles, uh, we have low confidence, nerves, anxiety, okay, those neural pathways are wide open, they're broadened, okay, and we, we have a tendency or our brain has a preference to kind of kind of return to those pathways because they're really easily accessible. So when you get into a game or competition, I was on a call this morning and every time she, she said she got on the line, she either, you know, started panicking or started crying. All right. Because those neural pathways uh, associated with fear, anxiety, and stress are really familiar to the brain. 
Okay, and when we, when we see that similar situation or a situation that, uh, that we've experienced the same feelings in the past, our brain's going to return to that. So what we need to do if we've been struggling for a long time with, you know, anxiety, depression, nerves and nerves during games, low confidence, we need to kind of eliminate those pathways or close those pathways, as I like to say. We need to broaden the ones associated with presence, with confidence, okay, with good feelings and good, you know, vibes, okay, because that's what we want when we compete. We want to be relaxed, we want to be happy, we want to be confident, okay, so you guys kind of see what I'm saying when I tell you guys that, like, affirmations rewire your brain because they really actually physically do at a microscopic level, okay, so here's some examples of neuroplasticity in CBT, the journaling that I've given you some of you guys, okay, and, and goal setting, all right, so a practical application of mindfulness-based cognitive therapy for patients with depression, anxiety, stress, fear, and pain produced noticeable improvements and clear changes in the prefrontal cortex, okay? These cognitive therapeutic changes are a result of neuroplasticity. In meditation, meditation is known uh, to a lot of um, uh, people in the, in the scientific realm as spiritual neuroscience, Right. A study showed that Buddhist monks who've spent thousands of hours engaged in meditation and perfecting their craft displayed higher gamma activity, 25 to 42 hertz, than the average individual. And this gamma activity does not disappear after the, after the monks are done meditating. Gamma waves help with attention, focus, awareness, and consciousness. In other words, gamma waves help with presence. All right, these studies show evidence of an acute change for the duration of meditation coupled with permanent functional change in certain areas of the brain. When we meditate, when we visualize, when we do affirmations, when we set goals, we're, we're broadening neural pathways associated with confidence, success, presence, happiness, okay? We're literally rewiring our brain so that we can go into competition and we can re return to those feelings and thoughts and emotions much easier. All right, so in conclusion... In order to kind of eliminate feelings of anxiety, fear, nervousness, hesitation, low confidence, etc. during competition and unlock our peak potential, we must rewire our brain. All right. Are you guys kind of, you know, hanging with me here? I know I'm, 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 I'm using a lot of big words and uh, rambling a lot, but specifically, we must eliminate our brain's tendency or preference for invoking negative thoughts and feelings and widen the neural pathways associated with confidence, presence, happiness, excitement, and focus, okay? And in order to do this, in order to do this, we must induce neuroplasticity through mental training and mindfulness techniques, okay? So I'm gonna give you guys a couple, that's the kind of science behind it, all right? I've, I've finally given it to you, okay? I want you guys to trust me now and start believing in mindfulness training, okay? Have faith in it and go train your mind so you can start getting these feelings of presence, of confidence, uh, eliminate feelings of anxiety during games and competitions, eliminate feelings of fear, low confidence, all right? That's what mindfulness training is all about. It's reorganizing and rewiring the synapses and connections in our brain and broadening, broadening the neural pathways associated with all the good feelings that we want to have during competition. All right, so again, in order to do this, we have to induce neuroplasticity through mental training and mindfulness techniques, okay? So this is the end now, and I'm gonna give you the primary mindfulness techniques that you must be doing in order to unlock your peak potential and eliminate nerves, anxiety, fear, all the negative things uh, in your performance. Meditation, meditation is number one, guys. Okay, presence and focus is the foundation of athletic performance. Okay, we must be present in the moment. If we're not, all right, when we have all these thoughts and, and feelings and anxiety pulling our focus away from us, we're not going to play well. We're gonna play timid, we're gonna play stressed, we're gonna overthink. 
okay, instead of trusting our natural athletic ability during games in competition. So meditation, number one, when we practice meditation, we practice feelings of presence, we practice focus, okay, and that mindfulness, okay, it's, it lights up certain areas of our brain that we don't normally use, okay, and it broadens the neural pathways associated with presence, focus, awareness, all right, and we want those feelings in competition. So when we go into competition, we want those feelings readily accessible for us. We want our neural pathways to be very familiar, okay, with those feelings. All right, meditation is number one. Visualization is the second one. You guys know the power of, of seeing everything happen before you actually do it, okay? When we visualize, we're rewiring our brain uh, for positive feelings dur during our performance. That's why, we, that's why we visualize with the five senses so we can evoke certain thoughts, feelings, and emotions during our games and competitions. When we want to see ourselves uh, standing on or with the holding the trophy up and we think about the feelings of excitement of happiness of proudness of confidence okay those things brought in those neural pathways in our brain visualization is very important we need to visualize with the five senses micro and macro visualization short-term and long-term goals okay visualization is second cognitive therapy which is journaling goal setting confidence uh confidence drills stuff like that so I've talked to you guys about the uh, CBT therapy journal, and it's where you go throughout your day and you kind of recognize uh, patterns of destructive thought, okay? And when we do that and we kind of recognize these things, we're opening up new neural pathways, okay? And we're, we're trying to eliminate uh, the neural pathways associated with destructive thought, um, you know, overgeneralization, cat cat catastrophization, um, all or nothing thinking, you guys are familiar with them, goal setting, same sort of thing. When we set goals and we build confidence each and every day, we're kind of reminding our brain that we are a talented athlete, okay? And we're, we're giving our brain confidence. We're opening up that confidence pathway, all right? And well, so that's so those are the three again. Meditation, visualization, cognitive therapy, journaling, goal setting, okay? Journaling, goal setting is cognitive therapy, all right? So while these are not all the possible techniques at your disposal, I've given you guys a lot more. Mastery of these primary techniques is crucial in order to unlock your peak potential. So if you guys have questions on meditation, visualization, journaling, goal setting, please message me if you guys want um, some content related to that, or you want me to answer some um, some questions related to meditation and visualization, please let me know. Meditation and learning how to do it, it's pretty hard. It's not an easy thing to do. Same thing with visualization. Visualizing properly is, uh, is a learned skill, okay? Um, it's not something you can just snap your fingers and do perfect. All right, so these things are important and the mastery of these skills is crucial to unlock your peak potential. So message me if you guys want content related to meditation, visualization, uh, journaling, and goal setting. You can join our Facebook group and message me there or you can just DM me through Instagram. All right, uh, with that said, if you guys inter are interested in one-on-one -on -one training, please let me know about that as well. You can DM me on Instagram or via Facebook Messenger. I'm always available to talk follow us on instagram leave us a review if you're listening on apple Podcasts, and that is it for this episode thanks guys